Hello listeners, welcome back to another episode of In Full Bloom Podcast with me, your host, Nicole. Thank you so much for coming back and listening to more of what I have to say. I am so happy to have you here and very excited, as always, to discuss today's topic, which is all about friendships. I did previously discuss this topic a bit more in brief on an episode of Audio from Your Bestie. If you haven't listened to that episode, please do after listening to this one. I just gave some three tips on trying to build or make friendships in your 20s and university and i think it's a really great episode obviously i think so so today's episode is just going to be going a bit more in depth on the concept of friendship the purpose of friendship why especially making friends in your 20s can be a bit more challenging and how to still make the friendships that we desire in spite of this difficulty because friendship is just one of those things that honestly binds people across different genders cultures even age because whoever you are whatever you're doing you're going to need friends and so they play such an important place and an important role in our lives and in our growth and development and our 20s especially are a crucial age for making and building strong friendships that will hopefully hopefully carry us into adulthood that is a lot easier said than done though i definitely haven't cracked the code by any means but today this is what we're going to be discussing and with Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Even though you and I both know that we know for sure the definition of a friend, it doesn't hurt to just get a few dictionary definitions just to confirm what we're both thinking. And the Oxford Dictionary defines a friend as a person with whom one has a bond of mutual affection. Urban Dictionary gives a few definitions, uh, starting with a person who you love, trust, respect, are loyal to, and are honest with, someone who doesn't care if you are ugly or boring, and a friend is a partner, not a leader or a follower. I think the last, the last definition just you know, really says <laughs> says it all. And my personal definition is that a friend is a person that who you can be your most authentic self with, where you can, you know, express your opinions, express your emotions, your thoughts. You don't have to ever feel judgment from them. It's also a person who you can trust with all of these things, with your emotions, with your life, essentially, in terms of them being there and supporting you. And I think that the purpose of friendship, the concept of friendship really is you know, captured in the statement, no man is an island, which basically means that no person is self-sufficient, can do everything by themselves. At some point, people rely on other people. It's part of what makes us up as humans, that need for human connection and wanting to belong somewhere. And of course, you know that desire for human connection can actually be fulfilled in familial relationships like your parents and your siblings. But I think there's something so special about a person who doesn't necessarily have to be in your life that chooses to still be there. A person who doesn't have to love you, but still chooses to love you. There's something so special about that. And that is why I think that the role that is taken up by friends and friendships cannot be replaced by any other relationship in your life. And even that sense of belonging is usually with people with whom you share the same values, the same morals or the same interests. And so it's very possible for you to be in friendships or be in friendship groups and still not feel that sense of belonging because maybe that's not where you need to be belonging, you know, and it calls for an evaluation into the friends that you're making. And maybe um, the fact that that feeling of belonging isn't there is actually an indication that something is not is not all the way there. So I that's what I think the purpose of friendship is for community, for support. And especially in our 20s, you know, your reliance on 
your parents or your siblings for that connection and that sense of belonging it diminishes because you're becoming an adult you're becoming more independent but in that independence you still need to rely on people and i think friends kind of rise up and take up this role in your life what i saw in my research when i was researching this topic uh, mainly on tiktok yes i do use tiktok as a search engine i mean it's efficient it gets right to the point in a video that's less than one minute it's got me written all over it but a lot of the videos that i saw talking about friendships or forming friendships in your 20s were mainly talking about the loneliness in terms of people who haven't found their friends or feel like they haven't yet found that sense of belonging they haven't found you know their people because there is a bit of a promise in growing up you know when you're a child and you haven't made friends yet, it's like don't worry your friends are coming you're gonna make friends it's gonna be okay and that's still very true but when you get to your 20s and you haven't made those friends and you haven't found those connections it can feel a little bit hopeless and a lot of the videos that i saw were giving tips on how to Put yourself out there on how to make friends, how to look for friends and how to, you know, be the best friend you can be in those friendships. And I do think that those are very valuable lessons. And I, you know, was getting one or two tips from that. And it is such a common thing that I have felt as well, you know, that feeling of loneliness because you haven't necessarily feel you haven't you don't necessarily feel like you have found your people yet and to people who are feeling similarly you know you're in your 20s and you're feeling this way as well i think my advice to that would be that it's completely normal like i've said i was quite shocked actually to see how many people on the internet can actually relate to that feeling but i do think that it's important to note that making friends is a lifelong journey it, it is quite a process that does not end because i as i mentioned before it binds all these different people you know even age and so whoever you are at whatever stage in life you are going to need friends which means at your 20s you're going to need friends when you're 50 you're going to need friends and so it's not like once you found your friends in your 20s that's it like it stops once you found your four five six people <laughs> you're closing the book on friendship and you're all good but i think it's such a long process because the human life is so long i mean if you think of all the friends that you've ever made since you were aware of the concept of friendship this is like preschool those are a lot of people. And then let's say if you're in your 20s, you've lived a quarter of your life up until now. Can you even imagine the amount of friends or the amount of people that you are still yet to meet, still yet to build relationships with, still yet to love? That is a lot of people. And there's a lot of time for you to do that. And I know you're tired of being told that there's so much time to do all these things because it might feel like time is running out. But in terms of friendship, it just doesn't have a formula. It doesn't have a time span where it's like, oh, you're too old to make friends or you're too young to make meaningful friends. I think it's just one of those things that is just going to be a lifelong process. And I think there's such a beauty in that. And I would encourage you to embrace it. I am also trying to embrace it as well in terms of knowing that there are still people out there that are waiting to be my friend and I'm waiting to be their friend and it can be quite comforting in that sense but even in terms of being alone or feeling lonely I do think that being alone and being lonely are two completely different things because when you are alone loneliness is attached to sadness when I think of the word lonely I think of empty space I think of sadness the color gray clouds forming around it's not a pretty picture but when you separate loneliness from being alone i think that you can appreciate what power there is that actually lies in spending time by yourself because i understand that in 
high school, a lot of the time you spend a lot of the time with your friends because the timetable is the same. You're supposed to be at school at the same time. You go to classes together at the same time. You have lunch together. You don't go home together, but maybe you travel to the bus stop together. And so there's just all of this wealth of time that you are spending with people. Like I remember my friend from high school, her and I were attached at the hip. I even remember if I would go somewhere alone, people would be like, where's your friend? Because it was strange to see me without her because that is how much time we spent together and we built such a strong friendship she's still my friend to this day love her so much but when I got to university I experienced something so different in the sense that it's not that I felt like I didn't have friends because I did manage to make friends but there was still so much time that I was spending alone so much empty space where I was just by myself and it kind of tricked my mind into thinking maybe I haven't made strong enough friendships or maybe I haven't made the right friends that's not necessarily true I think that friendships evolve as well as anything else and so friendships in your 20s will look different than they do when you're in high school you know and it might be like obvious when you're hearing it but the practical application of it is startling you know it's so different from what it is in high school because what i realized is that for you to be a good friend there needs to be a sort of uh, independence that you form as an individual and a friendship that you build with yourself in your alone time. It actually makes you a more effective friend because no one wants a clingy friend. No one wants to be the clingy friend. No one wants the clinginess. <laughs> and so building independence with yourself and building friendship with yourself in your alone time is a really great way to make sure that you are making friends not out of necessity, not out of fearing being alone, but out of genuinely wanting to connect with people. Because as you are in this stage of your life, in this decade of your life, you're wanting to build friendships that will stand the test of time. You know, the the point of making friends is that you won't make them for a season. I think there are friends that are there, unfortunately, just for a season to teach you a lesson or two. But the hope in making friendships is that you're making long-lasting friends and that they're going to stand the test of time. And so you want to make them out of fear or panic that you're going to have all of this time alone. But rather, even though you love yourself and you love your free time and you love your alone time, you wouldn't mind spending time with other people. You want to spend time with other people, but it's not coming from a place of desperation because people People can smell that desperation. Let me tell you, you will end up in friendships that don't serve you, friendships that have a power imbalance because one person there is holding all of the power because they know that you are desperate enough, you know, to be friends with them. Because I was actually doing research as well, and apparently, you need about three to six close friends. I don't have six close friends. <laughs> Let me be so honest. I don't have six close friends. I don't know anyone who has six close friends. So I think if you, I think if that's the goal, I'm a bit far from the goal. And it's I mean, we have time, right? But I think that three to six area, I think I would say maybe I have upwards of three, you know, but south of six, definitely. And so when you think about it like that, it's not all of these people you're supposed to be friends with, like being friends with 10 people, you can't be close friends with 10 people. And so it was actually comforting to see this research and to see that the amount of friends that a person can actually realistically maintain are not that many. Because I used to think that the more friends you have, the less time you spend alone, therefore the less lonely you are. But let me tell you one thing for free, you can be in a friendship and be with your friends and still feel lonely. So don't think that the presence of friends or the presence of friendships will disqualify your need to find friendship within yourself 
or disqualify your need to be independent by yourself. Another thing in regards to the concept of friendship and particularly how to build strong friendships in your 20s. I also want to preface before I say this that I'm not an authority in terms of friendship in any way. I am much like probably the person listening to this podcast who is just, you know, trying to figure it out, trying to find friends as well. But all of what I'm saying are things that I have thought about, things that I'm trying to implement in my own life, and that's why I'm sharing them with you. And so they might work for you, they might not. They might also not work for me, but it's just about trying, you know. There's no harm in trying. And so, which actually brings me to my next point, which is about the concept of friendship and what ingredients maybe are needed in a friendship for it to thrive. And one of those things is being equally yoked. I'm a Christian and so I'm informed by the Bible, of course. And one of the things the Bible talks about is about the importance of being equally yoked. Being equally yoked can actually relate to a lot of different relationships, friendships, even romantic relationships. And it mainly does talk about, you know, believers and unbelievers and how, you know, bad company corrupts good morals, which is all true. But I think that it's, it can be taken to mean a lot more than that in terms of even values and principles as friends because as much as it's okay to be friends with someone who challenges you in terms that you have differences and you know they have things to teach you a lot of what you believe in and a lot of what you think should align in a perfect world in an ideal friendship i think most of what you believe in your foundational principles and values must align. This is not to say that you will never disagree. Don't think that if you have an argument with your friend that, oh my gosh, not equally yoked. I can't be friends with this person. That's not what I'm saying. They can be disagreement. They can be, you know, points of opposition in the friendship. But on most things you align. For example, things like religion. You know, close friends, those three to six we mentioned, if you are a Christian, it would be great if those three to six friends are Christians. Your core friends, your main friend group, you know, must align on certain things. Even things like school. Guys, being friends with someone who doesn't take school seriously, if you're a person who takes it seriously, can be extremely frustrating. That is a difference in principles even. can be something so small, but even things like... um how the other person treats people, how they treat people they don't need. You don't treat people like that. And so when a person behaves in a way that you don't support or how you wouldn't act, you feel like you've compromised yourself because people will associate you through your friend. So if your friend Tapiwa treats people really badly, people will assume that you agree with him in that way, that you are you're moving together and they will assume that on your behalf as well because that's how friendship works. People assume that the person you're friends with, you agree on a lot of the main things. And so it's important to make sure that the friends that you are making you are agreeing on things that are important, not about, you know, Batman versus Superman or what your favorite color is, which are all things that are kind of important, I guess. But it's like, okay, what are our life goals? What do we want to achieve? Do you want to achieve things? What are our plans after university? What are your plans in terms of like, do you believe in marriage? Like, not that you want to marry the person, not at all, but like foundational principles must be the same. Because when you get to your 30s, from my experience, from what I've heard from my older sisters, these things matter. Even though you're not thinking of getting married now, how that person views commitment, that's how the person views loyalty, how the person views important relationships in their lives. And so things like that can really open your eyes to what kind of friend you are making. Which actually brings me to another point. And when I was thinking about this point... <laughs> It made me think of a personal story, which I will share. But the next point is about confrontation. I've mentioned before in the issue about being equally yoked, that there can be confrontation in a friendship that is equally yoked. Because 
friendships can have conflict, but it can still be a good friendship. I actually think it might be a bit of a red flag if you are saying a person is your close friend and you've never disagreed, you've never come to a point where you have opposing opinions, you're always agreeing, you never, I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> but I, I think that good friendships, I think that the close friendships in your life should have conflict, should have moments where you're challenging one another because it means that the friendship is important because a person can view confrontation as a negative thing. Of course it can be. If your main friend, if you're three to six, you are mainly arguing and in confrontation, that's maybe not a friendship that is meant to survive because you can't always constantly be fighting with the person you're meant to be equally yoked with. That can be frustrating. But I think that a good friendship, a friendship that has potential to grow is one that has conflict in terms of confronting each other, for example. So if your friend does something you don't agree with, the ability to actually go up to them and say, hey, you did one, two, three things I didn't agree with. And as my friend, I'm bringing you to this so we can find a solution. I think that is such a key element of a healthy friendship and a friendship that will stand the test of time because what it shows is that you actually value the friendship enough to bring the issue up to them because if it's just a casual friendship and you disagree, it's like, oh, whatever, you know, moving on, you know, not even my close friend anyway, shows that maybe the friendship is not worth that. It's not worth that energy. It's not worth that whatever it takes for you to confront the other person because confrontation is not fun. If you've ever confronted someone or you've been confronted, I'm sure you can testify that it is not a fun time, but it is something that is so necessary. I remember there was a week in uni um, where two of my closest friends actually confronted me. In one week, guys, there were two separate confrontations about two separate things where maybe I wasn't being the, the greatest friend and I had things I needed to improve on. But I was like, in one week, in the span of seven days, I have been confronted by two of my closest friends. That was a hard week. It was a rough time. I was like, wow. <laughs> but I will say that it was definitely necessary. I will say that after those confrontations with my friends, my friendships grew stronger. And I, you know, really took it to heart and was seeing areas of weakness in my own performance as a friend, places that I could fix. And not to say that I haven't had my chance, you know, to say, hey, friend, <laughs> these are some things that, you know, we could work on as a friendship it goes both ways it mustn't be that you're always the one who's confronting the other person or you're always the one being confronted but i do think that is a it's a give and take and it's an important aspect of friendships that are supposed to develop because friendships develop they grow and they only do that when we're challenging each other and you know calling each other out on things that are not the way that they're supposed to be and so don't think that it is a sign that's not meant to be friends with this person i think it's a wonderful sign and if you are thinking of confronting your friend and this is what you this is the confirmation you needed you go ahead and do that within reason don't yell at each other don't pull any hair <laughs> but if you feel like you have been wanting to confront your friend and you feel like you're you know it's drama you're doing too much i think it's even a test of friendship how are they going to take the information how are they going to take it on is a great test to see where the friendship is headed and whether the friendship needs to stop but that is pretty much all I have for today. Again, I could talk about friendship. Y'all, I could talk about friendship for weeks. <laughs> I could talk about a lot of things for a long time. But friendship is definitely one of them. And this is just a few things that I was thinking about. And in terms of the 
concept of friendship and the purpose of friendship. And I'm very much still early in my journey of making friends. I'm in my early 20s. You know, I'm a I'm a baby adult and still learning a lot of things about friendship. But I think having conversations like this um, about what it even means to be a friend or to have a friend or what you're even looking for in a friend, having these conversations early on in this friendship making journey is so important so that we can make sure that when we enter our 30s or even our late 20s or whatever age we enter that we are entering with the right friends and we are building friendships that are going to stand the test of time and I wish you luck I wish you all the best on your friendship making journey I honestly believe that a good friend is a gift from God you know every good and perfect thing is a gift from God and I pray that you find the friends that you are meant to have I pray that the friends that are meant to be in your life are gonna stay there and the ones that are meant to go are gonna go heavy on that last point if you have ever been to the point where you're like if anyone who's not meant to be in my life must leave it's happened to me guys and the person was gone the following week those are powerful words so that is what I have to say for today. Thank you so much for coming here and listening to what I have to say. I really do hope that enough of what I said made sense for you to come back and listen to another episode. Um, that is all from me. Please do make sure you follow my Instagram page, In Full Bloom Podcast with Nicole. I post lots of things during the week that I find interesting, really interactive content to just keep growing the family. Please do follow and like on whatever listening platform you are using. Even leave me a comment just to say hi, just to say, hey, girl. I love a great hey, girl. And with that, we have come to the very end of the episode. And with that, stay growing, stay glowing, and as always, stay blessed. I will catch you in the next episode.